Hello community, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're at. This is Dr. Hugh and this is episode number 66 of True Health Recovery. And today what I'm going over is what I call the unlocking the gluten mystery, the shocking truth about non-celiac gluten sensitivity. This is very, very critical because a lot of my clients come to me and and uh, they'll say, well, I say, well, you should probably go gluten-free. gluten, f- gluten f- And they say, well, well, doc, I've been tested and I don't have celiac disease. So in this webinar and down below, you'll see the link if you want to see all the pictures that are involved. Is What the research shows is the majority of people don't actually have celiac disease. They have non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So what the heck does that, that, that mean? That means that you don't have any genetic factors that can be found on labs, but you actually are sensitive to gluten. And when you're sensitive to to gluten, uh, you don't necessarily have to have bloating, gas, constipation. And in fact, in one of these studies, it showed that 68% of the people had no GI problems, but they just felt like crap on gluten. And once they eliminated gluten, they felt much, much better. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I think it's very, very, very powerful. And I go over all the research. And uh, at the end of the day, gluten is very toxic, especially if you have any kind of chronic condition, you need to eliminate gluten. And that's not the holy grail either. And I explain that in the webinar as well. So take care and remember is where there's help, there's hope. Hey community, this is Dr. Hugh, and I've been meaning to do this uh, webinar for for some time now. What we're going to be talking about is gluten and non-celiac gluten sensitivity, which is very, very critical. And if you're out there and you're watching this video and you have a chronic problem, there's a high, high probability that you have some kind of sensitivity to gluten, even though you may not have celiac disease. So let me explain. So what I want to cover here is in this webinar is three key things. Number one is God did not design us to actually digest gluten completely. That's scientific fact. Number two is being gluten sensitivity can cause you tons and tons of problems that you're not actually even aware of. And number three is that basically carbohydrates, breads have very minimal nutritional value to you and your recovery. Okay, so one of the things I want to start off is just kind of give you an orientation of where gluten comes from, what it's about, where we find it. So if you're going to see this picture right in here, what I want to bring your attention to is this right here. So this right here is going to be the wheat, like the whole stalk of the wheat. Then we have one little kernel. So this little thing right here is blown up and that we see the whole entire kernel. And then over here on the right here, we're going to blow this centerpiece up right here. So we're blowing this up. And this is where you're looking on the inside of this little kernel, these little spots right here. And then you can see this arrow right in here. All these little spots are gluten. Now, what I want to be very, very clear about is gluten is actually a protein. A lot of people think, oh, I'm going to eat bread and that's a carbohydrate. Yes, it is a carbohydrate, but within that carbohydrate, there is protein. If you look on the back of the label of bread, you're going to see carbohydrates. It might have 19 grams of carbohydrates, and then it might have two or three or four grams of protein. So when we talk about gluten, we're actually talking about the protein that is in wheat products and products that contain gluten is actual the protein itself. So where the heck do we actually find gluten? Where is gluten at? So it's included in wheat and a variety of different uh, gluten products or 
uh, a variety of different grasses that are grains. So I'll be going over some of these things. So it's in barley, it's in rye. Now oats, oats is gluten free, but I highly, highly recommend you not to do not to take oats because it's processed in a manufacturing plant that actually has gluten generally. So there's going to be some cross contamination as a possibility. Breads, pastas, cooking cooking goods, barley, rye flour all contain gluten. Uh, beer, alcoholic beverages that are made with with barley or wheat contain gluten. Cereals, crackers, packaged foods all contain gluten. A lot of soups, sauces contain wheat flour as a thickening agent. So as I go through this uh, webinar here, you're going to have to do some investigation on where exactly uh, gluten is. And my recommendation is that you go gluten-free as a very minimum starting point if you have a chronic condition. And to be honest with you, most people need to do more than go gluten-free. And then number 10 here, any uh, processed foods are going to have some kind of contaminations of gluten in them. So why is gluten so bad for us? It literally comes down to this is God did not design us with the digestive enzymes to break down gluten, which is a protein, completely. So if you've ever taken digestive enzymes or or you've heard someone take, oh, I've, I've tried digestive enzymes to help my gut, these are enzymes that you can take orally to help digest food. Now, let me bring you to this quote right here. Now, this comes from John Hopkins University. And if you want to geek out, you can see right down here, this is where the link is at. So Protease is the enzyme that helps our body process and break down food. So protease is just a fancy word for saying this is a digestive enzyme that's going to break down the protein, which is the gluten, into its smaller components. Now, this is critical right here, this step. But it cannot completely break down gluten. So this is very, very critical. The way God designed us is like we do not have the proper digestive enzymes to completely break down the whole gluten protein. So what should happen is before the protein is absorbed into our gut, into our blood, is you have this big protein and then it's broken down into little uh, pearls, let's say. So let's say you have a pearl necklace and you cut the pearl necklace up into four chunks. So you have four sections of the pearl necklace. Now what needs to happen is more digestive enzymes need to happen where we cut the four sections of the pearl necklace into individual pearls. Now we do not have the digestive enzymes to cut and snip each of the little pearls to bring that into your bloodstream and start digesting it. Now, here's the critical part. Because we don't have the digestive enzymes, the protease here, the technical term, is that crosses our gut. If we have uh, if we have a bad gut, if we have a leaky gut, that big protein, gluten, gets into our bloodstream and causes inflammation, autoimmune disease, and a bunch of different problems. Now, what animal actually does eat gluten and grass? What is it? This is actually cows, right? Cows eat grass, wheat, and they have the digestive enzymes. Why? Because they literally have one, two, three, four stomachs to digest grass. It takes a lot of digestive enzymes to break down all the grass to get all the nutrients out of them. Hey, we just don't have that. How many stomachs do we have? We have one. So this is the big difference on if you look at what species is eating grass and uh, uh, wheat, it's actually going to be animals and they have a whole bunch of different stomachs, four stomachs, cows, to break the basically all the cellulose down and all the plant material down where we don't have that. That's the dangerous part in gluten in human beings. 
So what I want to do right now is actually show you the research so you know that this isn't like Dr. He's opinion. This is medical fact. So this is a research article that came out in um, 2021. So it's a fairly recent article and it says non-celiac gluten sensitivity. This is the key thing, non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So we can have people that are have celiac disease and they have the genetic problem and they've been tested. Then you have the people over here that are considered non celiac gluten sensitivity, meaning that they don't have the genetic uh, predisposition to be celiac disease, but they're still sensitive. So you've seen these people that have celiac disease and they got the genetic test and say, oh, I have celiac disease. Or all clients will say, well, I've been checked for celiac disease and I don't have that. Okay, fine. I'm glad that you don't have the genetic disorder, but you probably have this thing called non-celiac uh, non gluten sensitivity. So from this research right in here, I'm going to pull this up right here, they state that they guesstimate between 1 and 13% of the population are going to be non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So this is a huge, huge amount of the population, 1 to 13, 13%. That's a lot of folks that will have this problem. Now, in this study here that came out in 2017 is they checked this thing out and they, the, the title of paper, paper is non-celiac gluten sensitivity. All wheat attack is not celiac disease. So what the heck does that mean? So they've done this study here. And they've done this study here. And this is going to be really the, the most critical slide that I'm going to show you. So what's the symptoms of non-celiac gluten sensitivity, or they abbreviate it NCGS, or non-celiac gluten sensitivity. So let me read this, because this is going to be shocking. So 87% of people have some kind of bloating issue. So people can say, well, I've been checked for celiac. I don't have it. Well, I ask them, well, how's your GI system? You have gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea. If you say yes, well, 100% certainty, if you have a chronic condition, you need to stop eating gluten with 100% certainty. Now, uh, so here's the stats. 87% of people had bloating. 83% had abdominal pain. 52% uh, of people had some kind of like heartburn issues. 50% of people had diarrhea. 27% of 24% of people had some kind of constipation. These were the most reported with non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Now, this is critical. Look at this middle line right in here. Is these are all the related diseases with non-celiac gluten sensitivity not relating to the gut. So meaning this, that you can be gluten sensitive but not have GI problems, not have bloating, not have gas, not have constipation, not have diarrhea. And in fact, the research shows 50% of the people that have gluten sensitivity don't actually have GI issues. So what this research found out is that people that have non-celiac gluten sensitivity, most of them just don't feel well. 68% have a decreased well-being. 64% are tired. 64% uh, yeah, are tired. 54% 54, 54 have headaches. 39% have anxiety. Or 38% uh, have brain fog or difficulty focusing. They also found that a lot of these people will have depression or skin rashes. So this is significant. So what's the conclusion here? The conclusion is if you have a chronic health condition, assume that you have non-celiac gluten sensitivity and you need to stop eating gluten for six to eight weeks. 
Now, a lot of people will say, well, I tried six to eight weeks and I, it didn't help me. Well, then you got to dive deeper. Maybe you need to start to eliminate other things than just gluten. All right, I want to show you this picture right here. So I showed you this before and I want to go over what are some gluten-free products and what makes things to be gluten-free. For example, rice is gluten-free. So let me give you a picture. So I showed you this right in here, right? And this is basically the, the wheat plant right here. And then we zoom this and within here is all that gluten right there, which is a protein. Now let's zoom down here to rice. So this is rice. So we're looking at this part right in here. This is the same portion as this right in here. Now you can see here, this is white rice. There is no gluten in here. So this is why white rice is considered gluten-free because within the actual rice, rice itself, there is no gluten protein in it. So this is why if you'd go and look at rice, like go look at the package of rice, it's going to say protein is going to be zero because it's all carbohydrates. It has no gluten, which is the protein in it. So here's whole grains. So we have whole grains. All these here contain gluten right down here. And then these are gluten-free. So corn, rice, oats, wild rice, millet. All these things are gluten-free. Now, again, with oats, you want to make sure that it's... I just suggest people not to, not to actually consume oats because they're mostly cross-contaminated in a plant that has gluten. All right, so here's my takeaway message. If you have a chronic condition and you've never gone gluten-free, you need to try that for eight weeks. Now, let's say you go gluten-free and you still have problems. Well, there's underlying there's underlying causes for that, right? It could be maybe that you're sensitive to dairy. Maybe you're sensitive to eggs. Maybe you're sensitive to corn. So you got to kind of do an uh, elimination. But the easiest thing really is to go gluten-free. Now, if you go gluten-free, you do not want to consume a bunch of gluten-free products because they have a high sugar content. I have more information on that on my website. So I hope you found value in this. I appreciate you being here. And remember, is where there's help, there's hope. Take care. Bye-bye.